This is Start, Grow, Manage, where we help entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and freelancers achieve the impact, freedom, and wealth you imagined back when you started your company. At Start, Grow, Manage, our tools, practices, and processes help you engage, energize, and execute on building a business that empowers an extraordinary life. Learn more about our programs and how they can fuel your fire at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more. Let's go. Oh, and welcome to the Star Grow Manage podcast. I am Joe. And I'm Jeff. And today I'm really excited because we get to talk about Jeff's big screw up. We do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what big screw up? I thought we were talking about niches. Well, well, I'm thinking we should talk about niches and 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 why there why it's important to have a niche and to market the niche and to stop being agnostic. That's all I'm saying. Oh. That's that's all I'm saying. That's just- uh, so I so so now I get with so you're accusing me of being agnostic, right? That's not really okay. It's not really a screw up, Joe. It's more of a lesson learned, really slowly but like really like like dripping honey you know <laughs> like dripping a gallon of honey into a you know <laughs> through a cheesecloth or something it's like <laughs> it's not that bad okay five layers of cheesecloth <laughs> uh good but but it's an important lesson right and and the problem has been our niche well, not okay. Not really our niche, but it's sort of the expression of our niche, right? It's it's like we had a niche for our marketing, so we knew what that niche was. We knew who we were talking. We knew who who really wanted our stuff, right? We we just hid it from the world and didn't tell anybody about it, right? That's the problem. I don't want you accusing me, Mr. Niche, of not having a niche. I did have a niche. I just didn't tell anybody about it, right? Well, and- if you have a niche and you don't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, okay, admittedly, it turns out that that is a really, really bad way to market, okay? And, and so uh, we did some, so for everybody else, you know, we did some pumpkin planning, which is a reference to Mike book, The Pumpkin Plan, um, which I think is a really good one. And I highly recommend, uh, we've gotten a lot out of it. Uh, but, you know, pretty much anything Mike Michalowicz writes, um, I like. So anyway, we did some pumpkin planning and, and we realized that we were not talking enough to the customers who valued us the highest, which is MSPs. And, and, and the deal is MSPs, they're crushing it with our advice, right? And But we keep calling them entrepreneurs. Keep calling them entrepreneurs. See, and, and this is the thing. So for anybody who's listening, like this, this is the idea. And, and this is the trap that we fell into that's so important for all of us to break out of. And it's because in our minds, in my mind, the MSP owners are entrepreneurs. So I'm like, hey, entrepreneurs, right? But in their minds, they aren't entrepreneurs or they aren't necessarily entrepreneurs. They aren't out. They're not They're not going to their computer searching. I need entrepreneurial help. They're like, what they're searching for is 
MSP help. They see themselves as MSP owners. They want to know how they build an MSPs. I wanted them to think of themselves as entrepreneurs. We actually, we as a business want MSP owners to think of themselves as entrepreneurs, not as technicians, but as entrepreneurs running a business. But in marketing, in marketing, the problem that we face is one of talking to people where they are rather than where where we think they should be or where we want them. No, no, no. Don't we, us. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we do. No, I, I, okay, so I did the <laughs> But we want them to be entrepreneur. We want them. We, to we want them to be entrepreneur, but I knew they were MSPs a long time ago. all right so fine you but but who's who's worse like the one who commits the crime or the one who watches cheers you on while you're doing right i just (laughs) so so maybe i'll listen i'll take responsibility for being the driver (laughs) i just i didn't know why you were going in that bank Okay. It didn't dawn on me when you grabbed the ski mask, you know. <laughs> well, maybe maybe you should have read something into that. So, but there's another piece to this puzzle. So, we I want, your face is just cold. We, like, my face is cold a lot. So we want them to see themselves as entrepreneurs. Like we want business owners to see themselves as entrepreneurs. Like that's the language that we use. But it's the language that we use, not the language that they use. <clears throat> But that brings up another important point, which is jargon. So I have I, I spend an inordinate amount of my time editing jargon out of stuff. And, and a lot of that for our MSPs, right, is, is editing technical jargon out of, um, you know, the, the marketing copy, the marketing work. They do everything they use to communicate. And the reason is that nobody cares about that stuff. But see, that's only half right. Because if you're technical and you're using technical jargon with non-technical people, forget about it. Yes. But the reverse is also true. So we're not particularly technical. We're more about how you run your business, right? But we were using sort of business jargon. had no technical jargon in there at all. In fact, we didn't even have that much business jargon. But the problem is that... We were talking to technical people, so we actually needed more technical jargon because you have to write in the language, write, communicate, talk, everything in the language of your customer, not in your language, right? So if we're targeting technical people, right, we have to use their jargon. We have to talk the way that they talk and deliver things the way that they are looking for. So all of that I have learned my tragic lesson. Well, actually, this is going to be an interesting one, right? Because certainly face the challenge of not being clear enough. So we're changing everything to, to focus on MSPs, right? We're moving all of our language. We're changing our language. We're changing everything. We're changing our, our, um, uh, you know, opt-ins, our lead magnets, everything so that it is focused on MSPs. And so our bet is 
um, that, and, and this time I am absolutely including you, Joe, right? Okay. Our bet is that this is going to be much more attractive to MSPs. It's going to make it a lot easier to sell MSPs. And I, and I will say we made this change like 10 days ago and, and in, in a lot of our print and we're already seeing people um, more willing to uh, have a conversation with us because they're seeing themselves in the website, in the writing, in the stuff that we do. And it's, it's, it, there, it's so interesting. Even in my feeds, it like the content is starting to change just right. as a function of, of, of that. So you start to see. So with that said, why is it so important for MSPs to niche? Why, why do they have to do it? And well, and everybody has to have a niche at, at the end of the day, right? The, um, and it, it doesn't matter what business you're in. I, I love the the Riedel story. So if you'll let me go off on a bit of a tangent here, you know, I got this from from Seth Godin, you know, and and he talks about Riedel and Riedel sells these glasses. They're like 60 bucks, you know, a piece for, for a glass. It's supposed to be this perfect, you know, wine glass and, and, and this amazing wine glass experience. And sort of next door is Ikea, where you can buy these things for like $2.50 each. And you get a box of six of them, the Schmorgenborgen, you know, uh, wine glasses. And they're like, you, you know, it costs two bucks each. And 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 here's the thing. like, And, and I've had a sommelier tell me, no, no, that's not true. But look, maybe, maybe at the level of a trained sommelier, you can tell the difference. But you and I, Joe, and 99.5% of the people listening to us, I'm going to venture, I would say 100%, but there's one out there. No, I they, you can't taste the difference in the wine. Start, Grow, Manage is the place for entrepreneurs to get the support you need to build your business better. Put our decades of experience starting, growing, and managing businesses to work for you at startgrowmanage.com. Listen, after four or five glasses of wine, I can't taste the difference. Yeah, okay, but, but, but imagine you care about, imagine you care, right? You cannot tell the difference in, in the taste of the wine, right? So, so there's a big question. How do you sell a glass for $60 versus $2.50? And what's the difference between that, right? I have Riedel glasses. I love them, even though I know logically and emotionally, like logically that there's no difference, right? I paid the extra 60 bucks. Why? Because I do like the romance of the story and I do think it makes my wine taste different. And I like the feeling of it. it's a heavier glass. I like it. I like that it's a Riedel. It makes me look like I know what the hell I'm talking about, even though I don't really know. So so that's like these are some of the, these are the things that Hidel is selling. Hidel is selling that that romance. They're selling the quality. They're selling the the knowledge of of you know wine. Whereas IKEA is stocking your shelves so that you've got something to pour liquid into so that you can drink it. Right, mm. two very valid niches, and they both are very successful with their niches. But you can't take a sixty dollar wine glass and put it into um, I- IKEA. And you can't take the 250 wine glass and sell it at Riedel. It won't work, right? So the problem is, and this is also from Seth Godin, is the more you water down your story, if you have to water down your story to appeal to everybody, 
it appeals to nobody. So that story, if it has to appeal to both Fidel and Ikea, neither one of them are going to buy. And it's the same thing with MSPs, with any business really, but MSPs in particular, you're going out there and if you are trying to sell to anybody who has a technical problem, then nobody is going to recognize themselves as your customers. And that means you have to work hard and you have to hustle all the time. But that's the that's the marketing problem of it all, right? The marketing problem Not is that if you're talking to everybody, but let's talk about the technical problem of being an MSP and not having a niche. When you're an MSP and you don't have a niche, every time you get a new client, you have to learn everything. Everything from scratch, the software that they use, the problems that they have. The, and it takes you forever to onboard a client because you don't know what their stuff is, right? And if you're an MSP that is really agnostic, oh, we'll use whatever hardware you have, it's even worse because now you have to learn new hardware, new interfaces, all your people have to learn all those new interfaces. So the amount of time that you waste learning each new client that you onboard reduces, puts so much friction on the onboarding process that maybe you can onboard one or two clients. Yeah, and, not, and not just onboarding, it's onboarding, it's delivery, because if you think of it, all of the problems that are going to come up, all of the help desk problems that are going to come up, if they're all unique, then you have to figure them out every single time, right? I mean, when we were at Daimler, we, we had, we finally, this was years ago, back when I was an MSP, believe it or not, and and, and we we had all these all these different hardwares and all these different systems, and we had the brilliant idea of standardizing on one system and one operating system and one set of software, and and it shrank the IT department in half because all of a sudden we knew every single problem that was coming up. We had scripts for every single problem that was coming up. It was no longer. Go figure someone go out to the computer and figure out what was going on. And that's that transition that has to happen within the company. Stop reinventing everything. Stop trying to be everything to everybody. Be something spectacular and amazing to somebody. And when you do that, everything changes. Because what happens is then the word gets out that you're the specialist for this particular niche. And then people start looking for you. They start chasing you, yeah, right? Because you become known as someone who's a specialist in that space. So the narrower you get, the bigger your market gets. And it's counterintuitive to MSPs, to entrepreneurs, to everybody. It's counterintuitive that the, the narrower and narrower and narrower, it's like I work with attorneys. No, I only work with personal injury attorneys. No, I only work with, with intellectual property attorneys, right? Like, who, who have green walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the, the, the narrower you get, the more clients you'll get in that space. And the better you'll be able to serve them and solve their problems because you understand exactly what their problem is exactly what they're going through. You know their pain inside out. You tell them their pain when you walk in and they go, How, do you have cameras in here? How'd you know? <laughs> that's how it works, right? And that's the game. That's why it's so important. That's why it's so important.
you know, and it is, it's marketing, it's onboarding, it's the way you deliver, it's everything, right? And, and it all has to come down to solving a problem for a, uh, for an avatar, for an archetype, for a person, for somebody out there, they have a problem and you have to be really clear about how you solve that problem, right? And, and that's, uh, and and make sure you're being clear. So that's the mistake that I made is I thought, hey, I'm being clear. And Joe's like, no, you're not being clear. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and 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 he's right, you know, and that's one of the things that uh that that like I say, we're fixing. So let's just we have to we have to check back in a couple of months, but but I'm very, very confident. And, so one other thing before we go is it also makes it so much easier to write content, develop tools, right? Because now we know exactly what the problem is and exactly yes. what language to use. And that just makes the whole process much, much easier. All awesome. right. Awesome. So awesome. For anybody who wants to read more about the Hidel story, I actually do. We have a, a blog post about that. So you can check that out uh, on, on our blog. Just go to learn more, starkgrowmanage.com forward slash learn more. And, and there's more information there. And we'll also put up our avatar template. I think we just put it up uh, a couple of episodes again, but we can uh, make sure that that's available to you. Think about who your customer really, who your favorite customer is. Develop a solution for that customer, right? And really market that. Don't try to market to everybody. And that's going to change your business. That we promise. It will. And, and we'll, we'll demonstrate that in a couple of months. All right. Well, I guess with that said, remember that you are loved. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us and a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one right now and tap into our insights and instincts to help drive your business vision and success. Remember, you didn't start your business to feel frustration. You started it for freedom. We can help you discover the impact, freedom, and wealth you always imagined. Learn more at startgrowmanage.com slash learn more.